0: rock and roll all
1: right guys welcome back to the fitness in philosophy podcast today we are discussing human nature and fitness how you doing today james
0: i'm doing great thank you i just recognized we're at episode 51 we are um just makes me remind reminds me of uh, that i don't know actually if i ever saw an nhl hockey player wearing number 51 just an interesting point secondly uh makes me think of area 51 um you know that number is probably would you agree it's definitely connected to that when people say that number, oh yeah you know um and isn't the super bowl around that number am i i'm out of the loop now so but i remember <laughs> seeing it being close anyways 51 is 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 uh the l shape the the, the roman <laughs> numeral for 50.
1: Yeah, so L V I I. So I think that'd be fifty-seven, but close. Oh,
0: geez. Close. Okay. All
1: right. So
0: it's the L V I I looking now? Yeah, okay. I know not saying it correctly, but it uh, that's what it looks like to me. Well, with
1: fifty-one and area fifty-one, maybe I should have said human and alien nature.
0: Mm. Mm. I'd have to go back and uh do a little bit more homework if you were to meant if you were to say that uh but li so today is li it is lee yeah lee uh probably a last name in uh asian culture or yeah. tremendous, you know uh or, or his first name i forget that isn't yeah, it uh a...
1: pretty sure it's a last name i'm not sure if it's spelled li in the... no but how it
0: yeah yeah
1: um fun facts. I don't, I don't know if you, you heard, well, actually you, you did hear, cause you're the one who told me, did you know that, uh, if you ride a regular bike, it's actually better for health and fitness than an e-bike. What? Great. And we need to publish peer reviewed research to show us that this was the case.
0: Oh gosh. Well, um, uh, yeah, it kind of kind of surprises me a little bit that that, uh, research has to be done. Um, next thing you know it'll be uh research showing that uh pickleball is uh useless you know and uh it's, people should just choose tennis or walking it's,
1: it's more important than the uh the fusion research results that the, uh,
0: <laughs> i've been digging that
1: yeah like that i mean there's like nuclear fusion like get us clean burning energy for the rest of yeah humanity. and then there's like but the
0: bikes are not as good as real bike riding. Yeah.
1: yeah, no, but that 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 should take precedence like. we. Need, oh, yeah. We
0: need... Yeah. People can't see you on the screen. Right. So it's like a hierarchy of importance in culture. Right. right. Yeah. I, uh, I was fascinated by that. It's fun. Do you did you recognize the language, Robbie, and all the uh, research uh, for
1: the fusion stuff? You mean the claim? That they they front
0: ended were... the word fusion. You notice okay. how they've been leaving out nuclear in a lot of the. Uh, conversation
1: no i I didn't see that no that was interesting yeah yeah
0: that that was a move that they made you know i guess many years ago just to you know to silently get the public on board with just this alternative energy source you know because when nuclear was mentioned people wouldn't even like get into the conversation because they would just think of the worst case scenarios right waste runoff and issues of explosions and whatnot so anyways i found that fascinating that they're kind of settling up next to like no, it's uh, it's fusion. Oh, you mean nuclear energy, right? Well, yeah, but it's nuclear
1: fusion. <laughs> interesting. No, I hadn't noticed that. Although that's an interesting case where you know, and if any scientists are listening, you can you know reach out to us at fitnessandphilosophy@gmail.com to correct me. Um, but the uh, I think this is a case where like the word might be confusing. They're both nuclear in the sense that. Uh, you know, we're talking about things at at the atomic scale, but in the one case of uh, nuclear reactors where you're actually doing fission reactions, yeah, yeah, uh, you you actually get up, you get radioactive waste. Whereas in the other case, there's no, you know, as far as I'm aware, no plutonium or uranium or any of that stuff. Uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure on that one. We'd have to leave that up to the...
1: But but that but that would be like that's an example of like where the word is associated with the like the waste and yeah. where we put waste and all the stuff. Where I think nuclear in that case literally just means like having to do with the nuclei of particles. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's kind of like uh, there was an there was an old bit from uh, like a long long time ago when uh, Adam uh, what was his what's his last name I forget now but Jimmy Kimmel and Adam uh, Corolla yeah the man show and they went to a mall and asked people to vote against women's suffrage and you know people lined up out the door to do so of course not <laughs> suffrage meant the right to vote uh this is similar similar like word confusion uh, yes pro- pro- probably the right call from like a uh Probably them not calling it nuclear fusion was probably the right call. From yeah, them. no,
0: they used, well, they used the right words inside of it, but uh, like lasers and all these lasers doing this kind of stuff and the creation of energy and mix there But I just found that fascinating. Um, anyways, it's a good move and it's a good uh, on topic today. It's uh, it's probably a, a net good for human flourishing.
1: Hopefully, we, we can hope. Yeah. We can hope, although... Yeah. If you watch the original Spider-Man two with Tobey Maguire and uh, Doctor Octopus, <laughs> that's how he becomes Doctor Octopus. he? He literally is creating fusion, and then he gets these forearms sewn onto his body and goes crazy. So who, who knows? I guess we'll see. <laughs> time will tell on that one. Yes. Um. All right, guys. So quick things up front. Uh, I already mentioned. If you guys have any questions, comments, feedback, email us at fitnessinphilosophy at gmail Uh, if you guys. Are now inspired by the recent research to uh, dislike e-bikes even more. You can purchase a T Public uh, shirt. Sad face, we, bad face for e-bikes, and uh, we disparaged pickleball as well, justifiably. Um, I that I I had sent you that uh, video. That would have been hilarious if that guy was wearing an OPEC shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing. So
0: close. Okay. I'm sure we can do some digital mastery of yeah. putting a little uh, fake O inside there for that. Yeah, yeah,
1: um, yeah. And then, if you guys uh, like the show, please feel free to uh, leave us a review and tell a friend.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, guys. So spread today we news. are going to talk. What was that
0: spread the good news?
1: Good news, yeah. So today we're going to talk about human. Nature. So we're gonna start with philosophy and human nature and then get into uh, fitness and human nature. And I think you know this uh, kind of brings together a lot of topics that we've we've talked about and brings up a lot of interesting questions within within fitness. So um let's start off with what is human nature? Um, I thought this was a good start of a summary from Wikipedia. Uh, It's a concept that denotes the fundamental dispositions and characteristics, including ways of thinking, feeling, and acting that humans are said to have naturally. Um, It's often used to denote the essence of humankind or what it means to be human. Um, The usage has proved to be controversial in that there is dispute as to whether or not such an essence actually exists. And I thought, you know, an easy way for people to get into this. We all have, you know, I think some thoughts on these things, but like think of cats versus dogs, right? Yeah. 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 Like that's just. Uh, I mean, there, there are there are other examples, right? But that's what uh, I was going
0: to ask: is uh, is what is not human a way of determining what is human nature?
1: Yeah, and that's 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 the way a lot of philosophers, Aristotle and others. I mean, a, a big thing within philosophy and science for years is like, well, we're obviously similar to animals, and yet we have these differences. We can speak language. We can rationally plan for our future. Um, you know, we practice religion, and morality, all the, all these different things. Um, but you can see, you know, the nature of a koala is different than the nature of a lion, yeah. for example. Yeah, and, um, you know there there can be there can be discussions uh, around you know what gives us our nature. Is it uh, you know for for people in a religious context sometimes it can be a soul or God giving that nature. Um, you know, another context that we're kind of talking about is biology biology giving a nature or evolutionary um history um so you know the 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 central question to maybe start off with is you know is there such a thing as human nature are there things that you make us uniquely human and that despite the diversity um of the way we interact you know that apply across times and places and you know there, there seem to be things like Language and empathy and violence and you know, yeah uh, mathematics and religion yeah.
0: and off top off uh, sorry off uh, call, you also said that uh, would you agree that there's also another uh, area inside of this that adds to the conversation around what it number one, what it means to be human and number two, the separating is um, uh, cosmology and um universal perspectives and connected with artificial intelligence general intelligence conversations right that does add to this right to determine because it, it doesn't that sit within i e like you know the multiverse scenario um the uh the actual distance between us and other planets and the opportunity of like other like minded uh human beings um this also adds to it right as well as also it will a computer ever feel and and that you know is that a natural element a human natural element because that computer one day has empathy is it now a human because it has empathy of those characteristics that are quote-unquote human nature calcified this is added inside of this conversation too right
1: totally 1000 yeah. percent. i mean i i have a number of thoughts there so uh, thought I wasn't
0: looking, one. I wasn't adding it for like our opinions on it. I was just saying, is it added inside the conversation? for yeah.
1: No, and I, I don't. Yeah, I don't mean in terms of like whether we think they would be or wouldn't be, but just some general things for people to ponder and how we kind of carve out what human nature is. So, you know, Kant uh, very famously thought with like his moral theory when he referred to rational agents. You know, obviously aliens have yet to be discovered, but he thought it was totally possible that there were other rational beings in the cosmos for yeah. who, whom morality would apply in philosophy. There's a lot of discussion around the term person, uh, you know, being one who is uh, a recipient of the uh, responsibilities and duties that come along with morality and, and things like that. Like someone could be. A human, but let's say they you know in a comatose state. Yeah. Right there, it, it's kind of a, you know, does personhood apply? Does it not? Um, and these, you know, these thoughts about aliens or other beings help us carve out like, well, what makes us uniquely human? Um, another thing I was just thinking of that is relevant. Um I don't know if you've heard about, you know, chat GPT. Did you hear about this? Yeah. Okay, well, this is um, sounds like a mixed
0: martial arts fighter,
1: right? Um, Yeah, this there have been a lot of different attempts at AI, and this is probably one of the biggest, like, ground shaking ones in recent years. It's basically, you know, and and people like Google or companies like Google are kind of starting to wonder, like, are people going to use this instead of Google? But basically, you can ask it to, you know, make a. I could say, you know, if it had a image of james hey make an image of james playing pickleball right r- while riding an e-bike or write my with college CrossFit essay. shirt on the crossfit shirt on or uh you know write my college essay on such and such oh topic.
0: yes i have heard that then yeah especially with the college essay one
1: yeah yeah uh but this one's it's pretty good it's pretty good and uh you know we do get into this question of what is sentience and what is you know are, is it just a machine repeating what it's already heard, or does it actually, you know, "quote unquote," understand what's what's going on? So yeah, yeah. I think all those considerations are relevant.
0: Nice. I I I can see how the book that I ordered that you recommended is going to connect to that, right? Like, because we're going to talk about that slightly today with regards to knowledge and knowledge acquisition. Um, yeah, and in, in that is that being then a, a human, a human thing, right?
1: Right. Yeah is there is there something about uh, yeah for those who are curious if you go to the Notre Dame Philosophical Reviews just uh, Google Notre Dame Philosophical Reviews or ndpr.nd.edu the uh, most recent um, entry on there is about autonomy and knowledge and it's a book arguing that central to the notion of knowledge is this idea of autonomy. Uh, that can't be replicated with something like a neuralink or or something like that, and like a, a a true full understanding by the agent themselves of what's going on. No, whether that's true or not, it it does get to exactly what we're discussing today, like the essence or the nature of of humans and what is it to know.
0: Yeah, I'm smiling too because um, it's like you it's like you picked a book out of the universe that you just knew would be like a gold tablet. <laughs> to me i <laughs> like joseph smith and the gold tablets uh with regards to that you know it's like right up my alley asking all that questions of the attainment of knowledge is it in front of you is it inside of you does it come from external sources what happens if we get it from external sources is it actually not like i, I love that conversation especially with regards to autonomy and free movers and et cetera? yeah
1: yeah, totally. And um, I mean, I'll, I mean, I, I used to be a uh, editorial assistant for the philosophical reviews. And for those who are curious, you know, I've talked about Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy as a great resource. Uh, that's a fantastic resource as well. But Notre Dame Philosophical Reviews is probably the, that's probably the number one book review place. Oh, was a great review philosophy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And they're 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 short. And I, you know, I don't I wouldn't say that they're necessarily always easy to understand, but they're, you know, they're short. They're maybe three or four pages if you're just curious what's going on in the field. And um so that's a great resource. But yeah, I mean in all my years of philosophy, you know, when you talk about knowledge, you always hear justified true belief and you hear all these counterexamples to it. But I'd never heard anyone advocating for the notion of autonomy being like a fourth Something in there, and with relation to like this tech. So yeah, um, super interesting idea. Super yeah. interesting.
0: Well, I'll report back on uh, the the extent of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you know, one place to start here is to ask: Is there an essence to humans that applies across times and places? Now, obviously, James and I aren't going to settle this question today, but we can give you some examples. So. You know, to take a. Uh, a we towering... should make
0: that claim though that that question was settled today on this podcast.
1: Be sure to stay tuned. Ten minutes in, when Robbie and James saw solve... answer the question, figure out the essence of human nature. Um, so Aristotle famously argued that we were rational animals. Um, and you know, just just you know, just take a second to like ponder that for a second. Like, just those two words, like. That's a very unique way of characterizing. Yeah, yeah. You know, we are animals, so all the biology and stuff that comes along with that. But um, we so are. So people all...
0: can pause and reflect too. How long ago was that?
1: You know, roughly two thousand years. Yeah, I mean, a little fascinating. bit
0: fascinating. So yeah, so fascinating.
1: Yeah, and I mean, this is this is pre Christianity. So, you know, uh, people later who, you know, Aquinas and others who were Aristotelian but also Christian would come up with, you know, just, just think of the different characterizations one might yeah. come up with. Uh, we yeah. are creatures endowed by God with certain things. You know, they're just different ways to characterize it, but those two words to boil down humanity. Yeah, it's it's interesting from a from a person who you know, there weren't airplanes back then. Had very limited access to, like, you know, the people around him and things like that. So it's just mm-hmm. super interesting.
0: Yeah, probably just looking at the milieu uh, of the connections and what's happening just in the in the environment. Going, wow, that's fascinating. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, and I, I mean, whatever we decide on today, I think you know, it's safe to say you and I would both probably agree that. Whatever else we're talking about today, or in general with regard to human nature, there's going to be a, an inextricable biological component or evolutionary component. Whatever else one wants to build on top of that, one may, I suppose, but uh, yeah. at the base level, there's that's that's a big piece of things. For sure, yeah. Um, and then McIntyre, who we've discussed before, who's a famous uh, moral philosopher of uh, the past hundred years or so, who's a pretty... You know, diehard Aristotelian in a lot of ways, uh, came along and put, you know, again, just just these choices of words, right? Um, we're not just rational animals, we're dependent rational animals. Just and and that's the first thing. Uh mm-hmm. it like rational animals who are dependent, we are dependent rational animals. So yeah. uh, but that absolutely picks out a truth about us, right? We require oxygen and water and sunlight and nature exposure and you know that that's obviously tied into yeah uh, social connections i I was
0: about to say i like how that if you continue on with that it ends up being like community you know family social connections etc yeah
1: right yeah so we're not uh at least not yet we are not you know robots that uh you know can just operate in you know a vacuum or something like that or
0: brave new world concept of just being spit out and like following order
1: right yeah. right soon enough james soon enough <laughs> um so while there are lots of diversity in other species there seem to be certain characteristics so obviously you know we've done kind of you know i'm i'm a big uh, dog fan and uh but we've done some pretty crazy things to dogs in terms of what they are and like what they used yeah. to be in like that but like but there are and you know obviously there's a tremendous amount of diversity among dogs but in essence there's you know broadly speaking oh it's you know kibble again yay you know best day ever and uh you know uh friendly and want to play fetch and go for a walk and meanwhile a uh cat for the most part might as well be a uh you know <laughs> i remember reading an article saying we never successfully domesticated them they just kind of like hang out for like <laughs> food and stuff uh,
0: some would argue that we're getting there but uh I think that in itself, though, may come back to your point, which is like such a slight difference between um, the dog and the cat in terms of their essence and their their own essence and the variation between it. Um, I think back to their like hunting methods and and et cetera, or maybe the elongated perspective of domestication. I think there probably is some conversation inside of there as to why, you know, you're five minutes after the hour. uh, You come home and the cat's like, huh. (laughs) <laughs> you know right. like asshole you know yeah. where the dog you know I just think about my, my dog lily i could leave her for nine hours straight which i did this weekend um and i come on exact same process right like ah, 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 you know like you're the best you're the best you're the best right yeah. <laughs> um so
1: yeah and we don't even need to go to like fish right i mean like it, you know we're talking yeah. about you know, quadrupeds who are furry, who are mammals, like, you know, there's such close, uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of things that overlap and yet everyone can see there are fundamentally different yeah. natures while there are things that overlap. So like when you yeah. think about, you know, and whoever's listening to this and just thinking to themselves, what makes us human think about like, what are the things that would distinguish us maybe from other animals? So here, here's, here's just a few to start us off, right? So we are bipedal um as opposed to the vast majority of other animals that are not bipedal um meaning just you know walking on two feet rather than four feet um
0: very successfully mind you
1: yeah very successfully right like you know a uh my dog jaeger likes to you know jump up and put his uh his arms on me but he he can't hold that tap dance oh between. yeah
0: yeah he's, yeah he's in a vulnerable position
1: <laughs> yeah that is that is not his natural state yeah uh, we use language, um, you know, and there are different arguments about, well, do whales use signaling and do bees use signaling? And and, and maybe they do, but does it have syntax and structure? It, whatever we use, it is of a very different and higher order, I would say, than almost any other animal out there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, for better or worse, we use rationality to plan things in advance, whether it's retirement or a profession. Not going
0: uh, over a cliff.
1: Exactly, our own our own health, um, not giving into you know animal instincts. I mean that that very often does happen, but we have, I would say, more of a capability, generally speaking, than other animals to be able to like use you know the prefrontal cortex to not do that. Um, we have science and engineering. We practice religion and morality. We. Again, there can be debates about whether an ant colony is the same or, you know, a lion pride. But, you know, we we form societies that uh, build buildings and things like that. So there, there are certain unique things about humans that make us distinct from yeah.
0: others. Yeah, we're fascinating. Yes. We're the
1: Although, What's that? We're the winners. Although in thinking about that just now, actually, as we we're talking about that made me think um, about, like, you know, the realm that you and I come from and try to talk about and... You know, for for a long time, I think philosophers and other thinkers tried to, you know, couch it in those terms of like we're the winners, we're the you know, the peak of creation and stuff like that, and distinguish what was unique to us. And a lot of about a lot of what's going on with fitness and health is talking about what's similar to yeah. other biological organisms, you know, circadian rhythm, eating a species appropriate diet, like cows naturally eat grass and yeah. lions do not naturally eat grass yeah and, uh nice. sun exposure nature and
0: nice tie in there
1: yeah so yeah. biology as much I as- reduce it
0: down to the sun I just explained that to my daughter the other day because we were discussing do you remember this terminology uh, uh simile of the sun no it was inside of um it was inside of, uh, readings or fall- logic, logic and fallacies that were connected to, um, the Republic and the readings from that, that Hannah had to be tested on
1: anyways. Um, Oh, you mean from Plato's Republic? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Okay, about yeah. Something.
0: So anyways, that's why I was saying, you know, to your point there, that's what ties in a lot of us when I'm just saying we're the winners, the, the thing, uh, you know where that word nature comes in capital N nature in my opinion anyways is the sun and the solar system and how that sun is reduced down to you know um, with regards to energy the formation of energy on the planet the regenerate regeneration like i explained it to Hannah you could see your mind just warping i was like if there wasn't you know uh food available from this particular process from the sun mom and I would not have been able to grow up and get resilient enough and actually to reproduce and have you. So it goes back to the sun. She was like, her mind was being warped based upon that connector, right? Like, wow, as an energy source. Right. So anyway, sorry to go off on a personal idea, but I, we, we, we definitely honor the sun indirectly in our home uh,
1: based upon that. Yeah, and that goes back to the whole notion of dependence, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, to your point, you just mentioned there how other animals and other groups also rely upon that for uh, for sourcing energy.
1: Yeah, and whether it's, you know, I, I don't want to say this is exclusively the, the domain of religious groups because there are other groups as well, but there are a lot of different groups that try to um, characterize human nature as separate from... Biology or biology as being bad or pulling yeah. us in a direction. And I think, again, whatever else one thinks or whatever, however else one wants to couch it again, in terms of this being a discussion with relation to health and fitness, biology is important and inextricable. And uh, we we can't get around the fact that we are human beings that have, you know, uh, these things like our, our brain doesn't just function you know in the ether you know it it requires certain proteins to make certain neurotransmitters and blood sugar balance and you know vitamins and minerals and minimize inflammation and blah 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 so yes
0: yes and then we'll tie that back in over time to fitness with regards to right. nature yeah
1: right yeah
0: and i'm glad you didn't want to continue to take the steps of that argument between <laughs> nature <laughs> and belief
1: yeah yeah we'll just uh we're gonna,
0: we're gonna put that way over to the to the side
1: yep um you know another question that can come up here is how closely are cultural aspects of who we are tied to our inherent yeah biology? i
0: i asked i put an asterisk next to that one could you um could you ask that a slightly different way
1: so in other words like how much of you know, philosophy and literature and arts and music, and the way we, you know, obviously there's, you know, look at culture to culture and travel. You know, there's all these fascinating differences among how we, you know, go about. Um, you know, some languages rely on pictograms and some rely on letters and you know, some use th- these instruments and other things, but there are these base levels of like melody and syntax and these other things. And, um, you know, the interesting question to ponder is how much of what's produced at the level of culture and society is dependent on our biology. So for example, if we, I don't know. Yeah, I got it. If if our prefrontal cortex was different or if we, didn't have the ability to hear yeah uh, you, you know i mean Think, things right. like that are, are uh you know how much of that is tied to our to our, to our biology and there, there are people who try to you know this is a relevant discussion today we won't go down you know but they'll say oh culture above biology right yeah. and uh you know uh, the, the two are separate and yeah. uh, you know there, there can be discussions around that but it, it's an interesting question how interwoven the, the yes. two are yeah um,
0: I get you. That is so. That is a really big. Uh, that is an important question, especially uh, for today. Another to to back us up a tiny bit. I just had down as a note. Does the um, quote unquote essence? Because the word that I saw in there with, with regards to human nature and definition being essence. Does uh, is there any philosophical discussions around uh, when this essence arises, appears, or exists? Um, cause when you say the thing, you know, rationality and rational animals, I'm, you're smirking. So I don't know if you're thinking the same thing I am Is like, so is a, t- a 22 weeks in utero considered a rash, you know what I'm saying? Does that bring yeah. into that question as to when that arises? And,
1: oh yeah. I mean, no, I'm, I'm smiling cause it's a great question. I mean, they're, they're,
0: yeah, I should say smiling, not a smirk,
1: uh, med- medical ethics. You know, I mean, there's, there's questions surrounding that one, excuse me, one interesting question I found from the, um, SCP article, you know, they were talking about is human nature specific to homo sapiens? Like, remember, you know, for those who may not be aware and that's okay. Um, you know, they're all different types of hominids. There wasn't just homo sapiens. We, you know, we were the ones that,
0: yeah, there was a uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> Got a list of them right there on my, my wall.
1: And that would be another example. I mean, we don't know what their culture was, but, you know, would their culture have been different than our culture? I remember reading something saying I love that like... I that question. Richard Rankin wrote about that. Did he? Uh,
0: yeah. Sorry, go remember, ahead.
1: I remember someone saying like Neanderthals' voices would have been really high or something like that. Yeah, and like
0: Fascinating. Graham Hancock has uh, done a little bit into that as well. You, he just uh, has a new documentary on Netflix. Yeah. Um, i'll uh, I'll come back to it over time, but yeah, interesting to those you know different civilizations and what could have and what might have and you know fascinating
1: and were we were we the only one of the hominids that here's a super interesting thing about what seems to be the case with every other species uh, on the planet uh, from one of my favorite movies ever the Matrix or my favorite movie ever the Matrix yeah um Agent Smith talking about how we organism on this planet um gets a homo homeostasis with the surrounding environment but humans are the ones that you know went on and developed culture and are now utilizing resources Mm -hmm. in such a way that goes beyond that homeostasis and you know whale civilization hasn't progressed in the past however many years whales have existed and yet humans have like all other animals basically yeah. yes doing repetitions of what they had been doing for yes you know eons and yet we aren't so like but that's there- the
0: same that's the same argument that's made in a uh, in a supernatural belief mechanism
1: True and I I'm I'm certainly believe me I'm I'm not taking it to the supernatural but uh Oh but, no but you know,
0: I'm just mentioning that that's the same you know like we'll right. see see that's what makes us uh, unique on right. whales, right yeah
1: Right and I mm, I mean my hypothesis could be wrong is that there's something inherent to our biology and could it have been the case with all hominids maybe was it hominids was it homo sapiens like
0: Well if you do have enough reading it does actually show that it, it is actually based upon those biological things that differentiated homo sapiens and Etc. cetera. But anyways, uh, great, uh, great reminder for that uh, conversation.
1: Yeah. And then to, you know, to answer your question, you know, he, he, they were mentioning in the SCP article, some people argue that who we are today didn't really appear until like 50,000 years ago. So obviously hominids existed for longer than that. And you and I have discussed this before too, with regard to like, what's natural. There was a time yeah. where humans weren't uh, using spears to hunt and they weren't yeah. climbing trees. And so what, what counts as, natural
0: yeah <laughs> i don't know i just i was i don't know i just giggled at the uh uh two things i watched this ridiculous will ferrell movie uh that hannah and i just it just kind of fell in front of us we were just watching it it was so so stupid he did it in like 2006 goes back in time and visits and anyways and then also uh space odyssey and the the <laughs> the animals that they had. Or the animals, or they like, quote unquote, walking um, apes that they have inside? <laughs> I just really to think about that when you're like, you know, they didn't use tools. I just break it in. I just I don't know why it makes me giggle. But I just think about the connectors there of like the the rational person today, like uh, you know, in a dark room on their phone, just like, <laughs> you know, punching keys, looking just like that, <laughs> that standing monkey around the box, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, the exact same thing. This is why yeah. I giggle, you know, and then I'm like, wow, that's not that special whatsoever. No,
1: it's like biology you know, in a different environment.
0: Exactly, exactly. Same thing to your point, right? It's language, standing, you know,
1: and uh, I mean, related to that, I, you know, I sent you a few days ago, um, apparently the uh, one of the oldest narrative pieces in human history is, is a dude <laughs> holding his manhood. So biology, culture. <laughs> you get oh,
0: good stuff. Um, good stuff
1: you know, another question to ponder. And again, we're not, we're not trying to like definitively answer these here, but like to make people think about them in connection with eventually oh, health and fitness. Yes. You need to submit your answers to fitness and philosophy at Gmail and they will be graded.
0: Yeah. You just gave me a great idea for our listeners. We're going to turn this into an Academy.
1: <laughs> F is for folly and everything gets greater than that.
0: <laughs> right. 5,000 words. Go. <laughs>
1: Ollie. Um if there is such an essence to human nature, uh, how can we change it? So, you know, if we we all know that humans have changed in a certain there are certain things that have obviously changed about humanity, but there are many things that haven't. So
0: is the question um... asked about changing to kind of give an idea in terms of the malleability or the calcification of of human nature is that why the question for change like it's is to the... offer another perspective of or is it because it's like it's 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 timely you know people are discussing a, a lot about that today
1: yeah i think it's i mean it's it's a past looking question and a future looking question it's 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 both so one is are there only certain aspects of who we are that are malleable um are there, you know, is it the entirety of who we are, in which case? Okay, so it
0: ties into the uh, adaptation, evolution, right? Um, you know, variety, resilience. Yeah, it, it ties into that conversation.
1: Right. Is okay. there you know, an essence of dogs or an essence of cats? And, and again, you know, to your point about evolution, like here we don't necessarily mean some universal and timeless form that can never change because obviously humans have changed over time. Yeah. I
0: was just going to say, look at 20 years. Right. Right. I mean, very, even a very short timeline, you know,
1: well, that, and that's an interesting question too, that I, I often wonder about. And, you know, I guess we'll get to that down below too, but like have humans changed, but, or has our environment changed and now we're responding to, we have, we brought about our own environmental changes that are now eliciting different responses from the biology that stayed roughly the same like you were saying with like yeah Yeah, like we yeah
0: i was gonna say we well yeah that's a good uh a good framing of the question you know we did create that atmosphere you know i forget the last name in 1989 or 1989 was it barrisons in the internet creation or the connection to to the military and all the stuff that they were going going along with but um, so, yeah, I guess we did, quote unquote, create that. But I was speaking about, yeah, the the just the timeline difference. So that being the consideration of what's considered change, if you just look at these people and then you look at those people, it's like, well, it is different. You know, So that's what I meant by uh, backing up, though. I think that's a good way of going about it. You know, what led to that? And that's a good question. Is it the environment that had a big part to play? And are we just like, quote unquote, you know, loosely adapting? Um, yeah.
1: Right. And what what I think about there in like the health and fitness realm uh, that is relevant, I think is, yeah, so humans now, we eat fast food, we're more sedentary, we stare at screens, we're not out in nature as much. Um, You know, we don't have as much connection and community. And then the question there is, well, did human nature change where we no longer need those things? Or is it just that we're now in a different environment? I, I would lean towards... The second one where it's like, no, those things are just as important as ever for our biology. It's just that, ironically enough, through our own biology and the desire to avoid, you know, acute injury and disease and stuff like that, we've brought about an environment now that in a lot of ways is conducive towards the not dying of the species. I like that way of putting it as opposed to the thriving, Yeah, Uh, um, but also contradictory to like the thriving of the biology of the organism
0: yeah and then that brings in the uh you know where does this a a separate a separate conversation which we probably covered before you remind me of uh you know not not more so on what it means to be human or but but the purpose of humanity like what what is inside of that and we got to i think to on your point that we have these innate things inside of us that want want us to make things easier and so we got to Cause we, we'd love efficiency and efficiency in all kinds of things, but we're quote unquote, you know, you know, in a, t- in a weird time, I call it, you know, a weird time of like, wow, we're really good at adapting, but that's one of the things we really got to get some guardrails on, right? Yeah, so uh, this is the, this is the issue of, uh, you know does it make sense? It's less about the question of what it means to be human. It's more around like, well, what are we going to do? I think it was back to our folly conversation actually yeah. or our starting points and the subset pieces of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, what if this one organism had this amazing adaptation that allowed it to do these incredible and wondrous things, but then yep. it actually succeeded. Yes. And it was like, Oop, wait, wait, we went too far.
0: Yeah. Wally. Uh, right. Yeah. Yes.
1: That's, that's, that's kind of where we're headed or where we are, depending on who you ask. Yes. Um, a couple other questions and we'll talk to about fitness and human nature. So, you know, if there's not, let's, let's say there's not an essence, can we make universal claims about what applies to humans and what doesn't? So let's, you know, so the question with, if, if there was an essence was how can it change? Another question is if you go the other route and you say, well, there's not an essence, there's not anything that's kind of unique or similar across times and places to humans. Um, can we make broad claims and this, this has practical implications. This isn't just, uh, you know, pondering for the sake of pondering. Um, how should we structure society? How should we treat others? Uh, the role of religion in our lives? How we flourish as human beings? How we should raise and educate children? What uh, access we should have to basic biological things like fitness and nutrition and and uh, education and, and and things like that. Um. You know, We talked about the biological versus cultural stuff uh, to a certain extent, nature versus nurture. This is a famous discussion. One book I wanted to bring up that's always been one of my favorites, uh, it was written at a time where the primacy of the cultural was kind of overtaking discussions of biology. Steven Pinker wrote a book called The Bank Blank Slate, which was basically a gigantic counter against the popular view of human nature at the time that you could just imprint whatever on whoever without any of these innate drives or... Uh, Sometimes it's referred to as the tabula rasa, the you know the blank slate, you know, just a piece of clay, and it's like um, anyone who's raised kids, you know, knows that there are certain inborn features uh, of that. And then uh, last question to, I mean, obviously many others, but one other question to ponder before we get to the fitness and nature stuff, just for people to think about: Could the next hundred years literally be the first time in human history where we have conscious voluntary control over human nature human nature has hominid nature animal nature has shifted historically but not due to any conscious voluntary you know organism control it was like you know result of interaction with the environment but we are now at a crux whether it's Neuralink or or what, whatever the thing might be where you know humans could be more docile or compliant or wh- whatever the dystopian thing might be where we can find human nature.
0: Yeah. The weird time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I made the statement yesterday on our live a larger life podcast of, uh, I just had a, you know, a moment of reflection saying it's, it's too bad that I will be dead to not be able to see the extent of that. We, we had the discussion, I think I'll, I'll tie us, I'll, I'll tie it back in here, but it was, um, let's see oh it was about uh longevity because carl had uh shared some uh language of the um all the money that was being placed uh from sinclair and peter atia inside this organization for this anti-aging you know i call it or trying to play god you know concept of uh you know calling aging a disease etc so this, you know all the money that's being placed inside of longevity so we had these conversations right and i just had a reflection on that of you know i I would love to be around i would love to be you know so that's one of the things i was i was like it'd be kind of interesting you know to even call it a docile meat sack you know it'd be really cool to be around to kind of see the unfolding of that for human nature and what your question would be the 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 changes that could occur or the the you know, the linking, whatever that's called, you know, the linking with, um, you know, ones and zeros, you know, and then love and ones and zeros now, like being, being connected. Um, I was just tying in Neuralink or all the, whatever yeah. the things yeah. are that are connected to that, right. Meta, et cetera. Uh, it would be interesting to be around for that, but I think I won't be. So uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. no,
1: no, no, I, no, I agree. I mean, I, I think, Half of me thinks it would be interesting and half of me is glad I won't be.
0: Yeah.
1: For, yeah. Uh, yeah I, you know, I, I often wonder about that. I wonder about. Um,
0: but then my daughter is going to be around for another 70 years, you know.
1: That's true. And so that's uh,
0: something to that think about. And her are kids. They,
1: are they the last of the Mohicans, so to speak? Do you know what I mean? Are they the last of the. I mean, is this the last generation of. Yeah, right. Biological. Yeah, right. Uh, humans. Yeah, or even
0: just in conversation of it, you know. Right. In 70 years, is it well accepted that uh the analogs were uh yeah, were me, were my was my generation.
1: Right. And what's what's the uh like did it cease being that when the computer came out? Even it's an external device versus it being an yeah, su- super interesting questions yeah. there about limit shifts. Yeah, for uh, sure. shift So those were just some general kind of questions about human nature. Uh and then I thought we could. Talk about fitness and human nature. So, breaking things down into um, the fitness individual, fitness coaching, and the fitness collective. Um, let's start with the fitness individual. Um, I think we're both probably on the same page here, but we can jam on it a little bit. Um, you know, are there certain aspects of human nature that bear on how we engage in fitness and health practices um, or that inform how we should educate or teach, um, you know, kids or future generations about, you know, what's their birth rate with regard to movement or how they should be eating to fuel themselves, things of that nature.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of pausing on it as a, uh, just trying to see if there's like a, a slightly different angle to, to, uh, to challenge the notions or think about it a different way. Um, You know, you know, I mean, Robbie. Without arising at the same things, right? Which I think we'll get to of having to having to, you know, have uh, conversations around, you know, the ability to be able to do physical expression, and that being, uh, you know, a human nature. You know, so I, I would say, yeah, like, you know, movement and um and nourishment or seeking. You know the environment for energy that's going to allow us to express ourselves. Fuel to fuel, right? Um, I think those are a part of the fitness for the fitness individual. That's a, that's a net, you know. I I flipped the words a natural human thing uh, to do. But again, as I as I as I'm saying it, it's like, well, do you mean on average? That's what people <laughs> engage in. Is like, well, and does that and does that then? you know, make it unnatural because then I would say, yeah, there's a lot of unnatural practices that occur today, you know, for that particular thing. So, yeah. So you were successful at making me see that in a slightly different light. So I appreciate it.
1: (laughs) No problem. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I mean, as we're discussing it, I, I almost feel like of all the questions about human nature health and fitness is the most direct and easy one to answer. Do you know what I mean? They're all questions, all sorts of questions.
0: Yeah. And that's it. It's like, you know, you know, that's hope. That's just the lesson for individuals to think that if you've answered a question correctly or in your own mind correctly, a thousand times, it's possible that the next one, you may think of it a different way. And this is an example of that where I'm approaching it now from uh the The word that I laid out there of being you know so the so fitness today in how I see it is unnatural. Like the way that it's practiced is an unnatural method. But inside of that, you see what I'm saying, I'm still making the argument that physical challenges is natural. So what someone's doing on the seated bench press, right is is a natural capability for humans. But it's but it's un it's an unnatural way. It's an unnatural way of of uh what you're what you said there in the engagement of fitness. Yeah, so anyways, just I'm just formulating the thousand and first different iteration of uh of that.
1: Yeah, no, and that I mean that's a that's a very fair and good point. Um yeah, which maybe leads to a distinction between evolutionarily, we can pretty easily lay out, you know, the biological needs and requirements of the human in terms of, you know, sunlight exposure and uh, oxygen and hydration and electrolytes and nutrition and and sleep and circadian rhythm and stuff like that. But then there may be less than natural methods of going about it. So, for example, uh, you know, there are vitamin D lamps, right? So you, you have a natural need to get sun exposure, which is far more than just vitamin D, but uh, you, you could have these like a bench press or the vitamin D light, like these um, less than natural ways or unnatural ways of going about procuring that. But I th- I think at the at the need level or at the at the human nature level. Whereas for other things that may be tougher to spell out, whether it comes to like the nature of how society should be organized or how we should, whether we should have, you know, criminal institutions and things like that, which are, you know, deep and hard questions. Yeah. I feel like the, um, this health one, the BLGs like, and there could be evidence against it. Sure. You know, oh, yeah. you know yeah, yeah. but, uh, for the most part, like, it's just about as like clear and straightforward as possible, even though the ways of achieving that today may be, not as natural as they, they could be.
0: Yeah. I also, as you were mentioning that too, I also thought about like, what are the timelines that create the difference in, uh, your point of sourcing foods or just take that one specific area of sourcing foods or fuel there, you know, it kind of, it kind of had a, it kind of had a nice balancing scale, right. For the, the amount of work that was put into sourcing foods and I'll pause on that word work, right? There was actual physical expression work done put into that sourcing, right? And if you just reduce it down to, you know, whoever wants to do it, foraging versus hunting, it required a lot, like a ton of physical work. So you see how that makes a better summation than of like what you source and consume relative to the work that's going into what's done. Now, to see it and you know how long you know how long you have to go back to kind of connect those two things right and to the point you always bring up of terms of agricultural and civilization uh, arising and you know being you know less mobile because we have this you know so much so much to go around so now change that sourcing work you know so that that's where I was starting to think about this it, it is human nature for us to, let's say it like it is for today. It's human nature to source our foods and then to do work. But to see how that's so unnatural today, right? We sit and punch a key on our phone to get food in half an hour, right? You see what I'm saying? And then, and then we're like, oh, I, I got to do work to deserve what I'm going to consume, Right, so you're still doing work and you're still sourcing food. That's what I meant when I say it's unnatural, but it's it's human nature.
1: <laughs> I mean, and I I love this comment because it's it's so true. But it, it like it's it's human nature that brought that about. It was yes. the human nature of like the want and desire for efficiency, the very thing that led us to yeah. not just agriculture, but getting better at hunting animals with spears as opposed yeah. to our but, but then, is, is
0: it, is it, is it that alone or is it, is it just our, our efficiency? You know, we want to become more efficient and adapt and we called it evolving.
1: Maybe. Yeah. It's, it's an excellent question. I mean, it's, it's something that I've, I've thought about quite a bit and I'm, I'm not sure. I think, you know, I think there's some aspect of it that could be nefarious or laziness or something like that. But I think there's also some part of it that's like, literally almost every generation except for and i don't want to even say ours because in certain places you know in parts of the globe this is still the case but like famine starvation like you know kids dying parents dying and stuff like that we are literally one of the first generations in history to die not from scarcity of food again not not quantifying all over places but certain Mm -hmm. places um but to die from an abundance and So so i don't do I think that you know to the extent that the the reasoning or the motivation was even conscious because it may not have been? Do I think that was just out of a desire for like laziness and eventual DoorDash? Probably not. It was probably born out of like, hey, my you know my kid died because I couldn't you know feed, and now it's better to have like grain that you can store up over time. You know yeah. what I mean? That,
0: that yeah. Thing. I think Sapolsky's book goes into that with behave and the differences in that as well as um I don't know I could. Maybe Sapiens as well, uh, Harari's you know concept of that because it stretches out your timeline, which I, I like how you just did that because it does make you think about it certain periods of time, and then it brings you up to today. If you were to if you were to come to today and not think about that or put the famine concept inside, um, yeah. Whenever whenever I hear that, um, I also I also I get this tingling thing of to look a little deeper. So when someone makes a statement, oh that person or that group is just lazy. I I always pause at that to think, well, maybe just because for every time someone has said that's laziness, I see human nature intelligence inside of it. I'm that's just my that's my inkling. It's like oh, interesting. It's like an innate ability to go well. How do I make this easier? Right. You know what I'm saying. And so to your point is like well, why does that arise, and where you know uh, is it uh, you know in small amounts or is it is it in large understanding anyways a fascinating fascinating conversation
1: yeah and i'm not an expert in the subject but i you know i know there have been studies and arguments to the effect about you know the uh, average hunter gatherer was you know work working the equivalent of you know 20 hours a week and then leisure and yeah. play versus you know yeah. farm life which was far more grueling and then today but yeah I, th- I think this is a super interesting conversation which leads to
0: Uh, The book that you could get some insight is that is Herman Ponser's book called burn burn burn. Yeah. And I think uh, exercised that I've mentioned here before also touches on that a little bit. So just as an aside of something, it's not going to give you the answers to what you just mentioned there, but it'll give you some insights, like fascinating, but it'll, but what it does each time, it makes me really appreciate what I just mentioned earlier, right? Working to source fuel, and the, and the balancer in that, you know, I just love that as a base support for people going into any conversations. Right. So when someone approaches them as they're a fitness coach and someone's like, Oh, well, I guess I got to do this work. Right. And <laughs> they're like, okay, I'm now going to approach this from a different angle, you know, anyways. So
1: right. And I mean, to take, to take like a silly example that I just thought of, like you know, not that the gorillas are having this conscious thought, but like do other primates look at humans and say, well, you don't have to chew for 16 hours a day. That's lazy. You know, your, yeah. your jaws are now smaller and, you know, I mean, of course not that they know this, but now your brain's enlarged and your intestines, are, you know what I mean? Like you, yeah, you could, you can cook and use fire to extract calories more, you know, like
0: yeah.
1: what, what's that, what's that tipping point of like uh laziness and efficiency. And uh-huh. uh, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. So just... meals,
0: the one, two twelve program. Apparently I just learned about it from lifetime fitness or life fitness or someone. I don't know. They're offering a one, two, one, two, means, um, uh, one liquid meal, two solid meals in a 12 hour period.
1: Boom. Done. Vitality. Three pounds of liver and you're, you're good to go. Add, add that That's your, uh, that, that's your liquid meal. You know, just it just crying. goes on and on. <laughs>
0: it just goes yeah. on and on. Anyways, it's one of my, uh, uh, you know, seemingly continuous disdain for the repetitive things that I've been seeing in fitness for 30 years, all packaged a different way, you know, because I remember like hating, hating big time, you know, as a young coach on the uh, liquid diets that, uh, you know, these multi-level marketers were offering, you know, I was like, oh, you're going to James. Well, screw that. I got a fitness prescription for you, two liquid meals, one real meal at supper with your family. Ah, You know, (laughs) next thing you know, you have this lineup of supplements and boxes on my neighbor's door, you know? I'm like, what the fuck, what the fuck, you know? "What What are you doing? You know, anyways, bringing you back. And I've seen, dude, I've seen so many iterations of that exact same thing where even like in 2022, this large monstrous company, Think it's a great, cool new idea. Like, just a second. Here it is liquid meal. <laughs> People in the back office are like, oh man, supplements, variation.
1: <laughs> we can call it something new. People forgot from 30 years ago. It's a different generation.
0: You mean from three years ago?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, our, our attention span has, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like fashion
1: trends. You, you know, you forget. You yeah. Forget. Yeah. I totally agree. Oh man. Um, so I guess that leads us into kind of the next conversation around human nature and fitness coaching. And this this has been, I mean, gosh, it's almost like we've taken 50 episodes to get here because I've really been, you know, I know you've been pondering this and I've been pondering this.
0: Yeah, gosh. Um, I mean, to look at that quote, I mean, it's just it's like, who said that? Where'd you get that? Fascinating. Uh,
1: yeah, no, it's it's super interesting. Have you ever heard of Dr. Nicole Perra? No. Okay. Uh yeah super super smart lady she's a psychologist uh wrote the book how to do the work um but yeah i mean i think so where where does this come about so this uh you know one of one of my favorite aspects of this podcast is you know us just sharing different ideas that we hadn't previously thought of and i think it was maybe episode 4 the autonomy episode and i i went back and i listened to it and i i watched the video of almost like my face as you were saying it like the uh you throwing down the gauntlet in terms of like, Hey, why do we need a coach? Um, why would, why would we, why would anyone, you know, if we did sufficient training up to age 18, um, and we taught it in schools, why would anyone ever need a coach? And what's the purpose of a coach? Um, which is a, you know, excellent and and really fair, uh, point that challenged me to really think about that and human nature. And, uh, I've done a lot of thinking about it and yeah, I figured we could discuss it today. Um,
0: get uncomfortable in your thoughts
1: yeah get uncomfortable in your thoughts and um i wanted to i wanted to lay out the common ground first i think before we get into it so i think yeah. and correct me if i'm wrong but i think we both agree um that the idea that a coach should be saying or any fitness program or nutrition program saying you need me and you can't do this without me like yeah, yeah i'm totally on board with that just being uh problematic um, on the other hand, maybe the, the place of uh, discussion or, you know, wondering where the coach can fit in is with regard to isn't nefarious if someone in the midst of this completely new environment wants help in that regard. Um, and that's that's kind of where I think coaching can come in these days with relation to the question that we just mentioned earlier. You know, people... 500 years ago or a thousand years ago. uh, Maybe some were moving because it was virtuous to do, but in reality, the environment forced them to do it. Right. You couldn't make a cake easily. You had to walk, to get food. You had to hunt, you had to grow. Um, So now here we are, you know, here's another philosophical concept, this notion of being thrown into a particular time and place. We are thrown into this world. You know, you didn't choose to be born now. I didn't choose to be born now. And uh, here we are in this environment where we don't have to work for our food, where we spend most of our time indoors, where our circadian rhythms are constantly disrupted and everything about the environment is pulling us in the opposite direction. And our biology hasn't fundamentally changed to the point where we want to be more efficient. We want to do less work. We want to make it so we can acquire food, food easily. We like the dopamine hit. So in that context, I feel like one of the potential uses of the coach is um as a way to counterbalance that, to deal with the fact that we now exist with certain biological needs and instincts that are now in a completely and profoundly dysregulated environment of our own creation, of our own creation that heart you know in 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 many ways kind of pulls us out of what we should be doing in the direction of um what we shouldn't be doing so i guess i'll start us off there and then we can move from there
0: yeah the uh well the i think one thing that i'm I'm probably also agreeing with you on but i'm just clarifying so you know that i am in agreement with it um yeah i i I don't think yeah the word virtuous kind of kind of catches it because yeah i would i i yeah for sure i mean let me let me think about that for a second. You know, I don't even know if there was. Yeah, it was it was you know you said five hundred years. Gosh, I just think of the the like trying to find the timelines that was the base support of the bill. I'm just trying to clear my mind here to say that it's not just the quote unquote uh, information technological surge right that had an impact on human culture and society that. has a, has a a ton of people thinking, thinking that how they are perceived in the, in the, in the world, the digital world is a little bit more important today than what it was that time ago. That's immediately where my brain goes in terms of, yeah, for, for sure. I think that, you know, some people were, were uh, doing physical expression, but they didn't share it or they they didn't, no no one knew they were doing it so i think there was this like let's call it a a purist time you know after this quote-unquote labor and and all that shit that was done you know and they're like what are you doing i'm just fucking getting food you know uh or making food etc i'm working i'm creating things you know um and there's probably there's probably some conversation going on right (laughs) In in coffee shops like Ooh, you know, that yeah, that's a resilient person who works with their hands, you know, it's like that they, they, they had this connection, didn't even call it fitness. So that's where i I'm probably I probably just get like, you know, a little jammed on it seeing seeing it uh anything different than what we have before when that word virtuous comes in. Um, because I tie that immediately into. You know, in the extreme end, the narcissistic concept of how people think they're supposed to live today, right? It's like, oh, I better show people that I'm doing fitness, and I, I just like that. Just kind of that's what really drives my <laughs> drives my insurance. Uh Second, yeah, yeah, I, I agree that the that the the coach in place, using your words, is great. It it, it is a I say current, right? I say to repeat, it's a current counterbalance. This is where I sit on it. It's a current counterbalance. And I'll say it again, the reason why I take the approach, not only asking the question, is the coach necessary whatsoever inside of this, is to make people stretch their brain of what to come up with, with a deconstruction idea of no coach being involved. So that's the reason why I do it and why we did it on autonomy and why I continue to keep people not focusing on that being as of Monday, it's going to happen, but to make you think about, to make you think about the current counterbalance. So yes, there's time involved in that. It's going to take time, you know, based upon, yes, to your point, which I I think this conversation today does add to it. Uh, We, you know, that's, that's a human nature thing, right? We, we, we created that, even that is very meta. We've created that scenario to get to this point of it, right? So it doesn't discount the fact that I still am going to make that statement, right, of just removing that and just figuring it out. Well, don't be afraid to think about that. That's all that I'm saying, right? And then and then you can maybe work backwards to, and I'm hoping, I think you and I might and a few other people, but I just don't think, Robbie, that a lot of people will still then take the steps to have have conversations on dependency or the dependent rational animal, right? The dependency of that process. And I I wrote down right there just a, a, a continuum that also improves this conversation for my brain of dependent on one side and independent on the other. And there's steps on either side of those as well. So what's radical dependency? What's radical independence? And you need to like find these steps in between And you are going to find a middle balance, which I think is a timeline scenario. You know what I'm saying? It's a timeline scenario. Back to your point of what culture offers and where we sit on that. And I've I've got to say it just because, you know, it's still my, my temperament. I still see the current counterbalance as a therapeutic. It's a therapy. Yeah, and that's why you know personally why I have that like irk inside of it because I see the I see not only what I like fell prey to of offering therapy to people right uh, and and the and the consensus really you know in fitness called something different it's a therapeutic i.e. to put it in simple terms a lot of people exercise to go against their shitty lifestyle. As to bump up against a shitty lifestyle, right? So, and here we have the ending up in the same question, which we do so often that, that uh, uh, again, makes me reflect, you know, which I I love the reflection on it, is how do we get people (laughs) inspired to do it for those good reasons? And where does the coach play a part in that? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, so much in there that I completely... (laughs) I mean, completely agree with. And I, I mean, again, that really is one of my favorite things because it it really, it it forced me like when you threw that challenge, I mean, not intentionally, but just kind of saying it and, you know, saying something that you, you say to other coaches as well. it, It really forced me to think, well, why is it that we need a coach? Why is it that people a thousand years ago could do this stuff without really any help, but today do they need it? Well, not necessarily. If you, you know, people know they can walk and eat broccoli, but how's that working out? Right. It's, it's not, it's not that they don't know it's that the environment is such that um, it's pulling them in the opposite direction. And the paradox of it all is that we created it. It was our own desire for efficiency. It was our own desire not to have our, you know, house washed away and to not be able to, you know, feed our kids. And, you know, maybe there were nefarious intentions in there too, but, you know, DoorDash and Netflix and everything about who we are today it was those very same people that we admire from five hundred or a thousand years ago that were like, "Hey, how do I do this better? How do how do I how do I make this more efficient?" And then, like, just like you can be too clever by half. Here we are,
0: <laughs> Robbie. This gives me hope for, for uh, any meaning in life of a contribution, right? Um, I know uh, when I I mean it when I say that the, this that particular question um i really don't think has been asked uh of of what we were just you know moving on of was there was there a time not only was there a time that question was there a time of a a human nature phenomenon of the fitness experience i don't think there was i don't think there was and so my point being is that I, i don't think that question has been asked and uh, the second part of it is, which I know is not asked a lot, um, the importance of continuing to ask the question on how do you inspire or do whatever to create movement to action, right? From, from sorry, move, sorry, uh, how do you create thought that leads to action with good intentions on that natural human phenomenon of fitness experience?
1: Yeah. And I think, I mean, I, I certainly don't have the all, all the answers. I, I no, mean, I,
0: but I mean that, that's a that's a life project.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I mean I think it comes down to a couple of things. I mean, one, and again, this is like armchair history here. So, you know, the truth is neither of us necessarily I mean, there there may be books that testify to this, and I, I think we have some experience, but like I think one place where there may be a question or like yeah, there throughout all cultures has been like who caught the biggest fish, who, who brought home the biggest deer. And like, they didn't have the internet back then to, to do it, you know, to kind of like shout it from the rooftop. So I, yeah. I do think those impulses existed back yeah. then, certainly not in everyone, not at all the time, but I I, I do. Uh, so I think inspiration in any physical endeavor has always been some aspect, you know, can you lift the Dinny stones? Can you, you know, do all this stuff? But I I do think, you know, you're right today. It's, it's been magnified to almost a narcissistic level but i think the other thing that's tricky is while i agree with the notion of the temp the potential temporary need for the coach the other part of me wonders like when is this environment going away like we, we've we've reached the point of no return it's never going to go back like unless there's yeah a, you know an apocalypse or something like that or people just reject society like yeah when are we not going to have doordash or whatever you know rosie yeah. the robot cooking our food
0: yeah or when you know, when am i going to be when, when am i going to uh, gain enough knowledge to hack the entire global gym operation,
1: you know, <laughs> just like James Net, it's like <laughs> Skynet from Terminator. <laughs> no cost to get into every
0: global gym because they can't find ways of creating payment for people. Beep, you're allowed in, but you're not paying. What? You know,
1: <laughs> it says my programming for the next forty years is walking and lifting rocks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh you see all these buildings crumbling oh man yeah. um man how long how much knowledge would that take for me to gain the ability to be able to do that i'm sure there's an app for it brandon, uh, brandon, have, brandon yeah yeah it. i think i think in part two because you actually did say i don't know if you just remember you just did say that you're like i think there is an answer for that um I think one of them may be just act the part. Um, Meaning, you know, I agree with you. It's like, you know, it's not, we're not showing massive signs of that like requirement for independence, right. Of knowledge of these things to like, Oh, listen, leave me alone. Give me, give me enough. And I I want to, I want to try this out, like figure it out and kind of just play with it and, I'm sensing what you're saying. I'm I'm down with it, right? I I, I I don't worry, I'm not gonna be a radical on it, you know, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be over here in this independent zone, right? And you see what I'm saying? It it's it was slightly dependent, right? Because they they still needed a little bit of information. And here here ties into like, well, who's giving that information? That's where I think the the amount that's required, and this is what I believe, the amount that's required. Uh, on behalf of the coach to give to that person is not a lot. That's why I I I I reduce it down to just rocks and sun, you know, walking. It just it's just to make is like oh well, geez, well what's what's slightly a little bit more than that that a human could figure out. And I just don't think it's a lot more. So we're or again on that timeline around the independence continuum, right? And what does dependence mean? And also to your point, you said, well, what's reality? Yeah, I agree with you, Robbie, that in reality sense, there's just so many things being punched at that human, right? That to your point of uh, Dr. Nicola LaParis is like, it's just, oh man, it's sad. There's so many things, uh, so many things. Richard Feynman, the first principle is that you must not fool yourself and you are the easiest person to fool
1: exactly <laughs> this is this is my second main point here so it's not it's not it and i and i agree with what you said too to a large extent so point number one was what makes it different today the environment the environment that we ourselves own human nature created and going back to human nature there's this second point about it's not just a matter of information there are certain scenarios in our life where if we have the information whether it's to change a tire or to not touch a hot stove, instant. No one's ever going to touch a hot stove again and they know how to change a tire.
0: Yeah.
1: But when there are biological, evolutionary, human nature impulses pulling extremely strongly in the other direction, yeah. you telling someone to eat broccoli 10 times or that they can walk instead doesn't always do the trick. It takes repetition and habit. So. Um, and belief. And belief. Yes, but sometimes, sometimes... And this is where I think there's also a really interesting discussion. And I used to kind of go a different way with this, and maybe it'll change back. I think sometimes habit can help with a belief. Sometimes, you know, the belief need not precede the yeah, habit.
0: Textual, I agree with you. Yeah. Textual.
1: So I guess to you know to read read this quote, which I which I really liked, and you know, in relation to what we're saying, this is from Doctor Nicole Lapera. I have yet to meet a human who is fully aware of all the patterns that hold them back. And here's a little, little editorial note that it's I would put small it, p
0: patterns, by the way, not uh, learn R X capital P.
1: Right. Yeah. Not patterns and paces. Uh, editorial note there. Like Kant was saying this, Plato was saying this. this isn't just humans today. So I've nice, yet to meet a human nice who addition. is fully aware of all patterns that hold them back. We are blind to parts of ourselves we are not yet willing or ready to face. Sometimes we are so focused on a particular issue that we don't even notice the different ways we ourselves are perpetuating these difficulties. Only by understanding our habits are we able to change them to create space for a life of chosen purpose, compassion, and fulfillment. And then the Richard Feynman quote that you mentioned, the first principle is that you must not fool yourself and you are the easiest person to fool. So we all have limitations in self-knowledge and I agree that autonomy and independence and all the rest of this is important. Like you said, it's a matter of degrees, but I do think whether we call it a coach or a mentor or a teacher or a course or what have you, all of us have become better people through something outside of ourselves, whether it was a person or a course or what have you, that somehow called us on our own BS or our own stuff, like you throwing down the gauntlet about autonomy and coaching. that That's a perfect example it's something that like when you're so in it, you don't quite realize it. And then it takes like a, a metaphorical like hammer to the face to make you realize it. So I think to me, that is one of the places where a coach can play a role. It's not just the imparting of like, Oh, consistent grocery times and eat your broccoli and walk. It's like, you know, do you even have rhythm in your life? And if you don't like, why not? Is it because you know, the way you grew up and relation, you know what i mean like just just yeah. these things that like you you can make the implicit explicit for them in a way that they can then have to work through it themselves but by themselves were they gonna make the implicit explicit maybe maybe not
0: yeah yeah do i sound like that when i talk about broccoli and sunshine is that my tone
1: <laughs> get your broccoli maybe sunshine
0: is like your voice i was like what is that oh sorry I I, I, I,
1: <laughs> no i don't I mean, Yeah. <laughs> Um, I would need to throw the number twelve in there somewhere. You do you do use the number twelve very frequently.
0: <laughs> uh, um, I also think about uh, about what I wrote down there of working backwards from the point of act the part. So, but it but it does tie into because I immediately when you said you you did you created a list of things that could be that could be the the spark right that that helps that knowledge attainment and you said coach uh
1: mentor teacher of course mentor,
0: teacher yeah so see see that's where that's where i think we do need to maybe isolate and talk about the specifics of each because when where i go in there uh from my mind and my experiences cuz this is what people always ask cuz they want to they 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 can't they can't comprehend or honestly handle the question that i proposed right like why do you even need a coach so they're immediately like uh, well, how did you get here? You know, that's, that's our media back. It's, it's like, whoa whoa, 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 just a second here. So, but I, but I do get, I do, this is how I answer that question. I was like, I do remember times of, uh, of getting tired and fatigued in hockey practice. Right. So you see what I'm saying is, and, and then we could say, well, how did that all come to be? So that's why I'm always so so heavy on uh, a person's own individual physical expression experience leading to truths, right? That that to your point, you said it that hits you with a hammer, right? And some just get tapped, but some get hit and go, "Oh, I'm not as I'm not as good as I thought I was." and it's that there that is the spark so where did that come from Do you see what i'm saying so yes i would i would agree and you have upgraded my thought on that well that's a human na- nature experience right to experience to be in the situation of experience skating on ice and in that you know i agree but but you see what i'm saying does that does, does that uh, help a little bit with where my direction comes from on, on that is that i do think and maybe i'm being unfair with it again because i'm creating context around a young person right and i'm not taking into consideration the the the, the lack of biological constraints right because there is a lack of biological constraints like young people are gabber they're they're just extremely narcissistic but narcissistic in a in a in a softer way if that makes sense right. sorry i'm not I'm going too far off but it, it it just goes to show you that it, it has to be in context to that, um, because if I was just to pick a whole bunch of examples, thousands of examples of young people getting that spark, do you see how I then say, well, as an adult, you already had that in you. You don't need a coach to give that in you. You already know that. So what is that other thing that you think you're needing? And I see it as dependence. I don't see it as a, a road to independence and I call it serfdom right which again makes people get really uncomfortable but that's but it's it's a provocative tactic just to, just to yeah. again shake it you know shake the tree right yeah. <laughs> and maybe my tactics are not
1: probably is just a word guys he doesn't actually mean it it's just a word it's a tactic it's a device <laughs> out it's all folly all the way down no 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 I, no I i think i think there's so much to what you just said and it made me think uh about a number of different things you you <clears throat> we might ask you know whether it, let, let's add personal experience to that list and there could be a longer list so let's say coach teacher mentor or parent course, sibling you know self experience there may be certain things that can be delivered through different avenues um i don't think in general a course is going you know for example an online course or an in person course you know taught to a group of people is going to have the same impact on certain aspects of who you are and realizations about who you are as an individual as sometimes a, a discussion with a coach or a mentor or an individual or a therapist or what have you and then there are other things that can only come through personal experience so i think it it does lead to these questions about like what things can be realized through different methods like courses are really great for you know, imparting knowledge. Uh, so, so from like a personal transformation standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another example that I think of that's kind of on the extreme end, but that I think is, is relevant. And, you know, my, my grandma was a, a therapist and an alcohol abuse counselor. Think of the nature of something like an intervention. Yeah. This is an extreme example.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. This is perfect. Yeah. Is perfect. Yeah.
1: On the one hand, absolutely. No one besides that person can make the journey and the choice. Yeah. No one else can make that choice. On the other hand, they're going to die if they don't have an, an intervention that's like a hammer to the face from like all their family. Not And no one at the intervention is talking about, hey, did you know that meth is going to do this to your brain? And yeah. blah, blah, blah. they're talking about like, I miss my brother. Yeah, I miss, I miss my father. I miss my son. I miss my daughter. Mm-hmm. I miss what have you. So I think, you know, to use an extreme example to maybe inform what we were talking about. Oh, it's fair. There may be certain things that one can realize about one's life, whether it's fatigue and hockey practice or you know the uh, different energy systems from a course or you know learning from a mentor or a coach about your own hangups or practices that are keeping you getting in the way that like are learned in different ways. So I think that's maybe where things come in and then the deeper work is about well what what things can be realized in certain places and what what should be realized like yep. to your point, like no coach or mentor, is ever going to be able to teach someone a priori, like before experience, what it's like to not be able to do a pull-up yeah. to get fit in hockey practice. They have to yeah. realize that for themselves. But but I do personally think, whether it's a therapist or a coach or a mentor, because self-knowledge is limited, people who we know and trust and like can sometimes pull out and see things about us, whether it's our own BS or our own implicit assumptions that we can't see ourselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a good, uh, it's a good angle to go about that. Um, I, I still think that in, you know, cause there's, ex- there's, I would put that, like you said, on an extreme end, well, if it is on extreme end, then, you know, where, where does fitness sit on that? And again, I, you know, that's why I use the terms like folly or just like amusing ourselves to death in terms of like, Oh my gosh, you know? I gotta have a new program, a protein intake, whatever, something, something. You know, it's like, uh, and it's it's not really attainment of knowledge. It's it's a dependency on, again, you know, showing off to others that look at me, I'm doing another new 12 week program, you know, and I just seeing that whole process as being not even anywhere connected to, to your fair point on the extreme end of what we've discussed before, Robbie, on liberties and freedoms and in individualism, right? So what, by what you just mentioned there, it does make me reflect on why people, uh, some people can't make the steps to think about what I have in my head in terms of the dependency that's in, that's just permeated inside of the entire fitness experience is because they see my ideas on it as a radical autonomy, right? They don't see it as a, they see it as radical autonomy. They immediately go to, to your point, well, people are just going to drink themselves to death right? It's like, well, no, not in, not in fitness, in fitness. Uh, this is the thing, right? Like you, there are, you're free to eat shit and not exercise. We're all free to do that. Right. And so you see, this is where, so it's like, well, how do you, how do you help that? Well, a coach is in place. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, I guess, um, if that, if that coach is, you know, so if you're like, well, well, what is that coach doing? Well, they're going to, They're gonna help them, right? They're gonna help them get out of the shitty lifestyle and and teach them about good movement. Oh, okay. So, is how what what is inside of that knowledge, and is there an end to it, or like what is the? You see what I'm saying? Because when you enter into that relationship, I just can't break the idea, which is different than your alcoholic. I can't break the idea of the dependency because of the user's experience and what i what i'm perceiving is like oh this is definitely going to fix my shitty lifestyle cuz again we're talking in context as an adult and that's why it's 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 difficult for the my my previous idea of quote unquote the fix of all these young people just you know flooding out of schools being like what i mean you just do this <laughs> you know just what you do yeah
1: yeah, no, I, I, I agree with a lot of that. I think, um, yeah, I think a couple of things. One is again, it's not, it's not the imparting of knowledge per se. It's, it's the breaking of a neurosis. Um, uh, and maybe a neurosis is too strong, but like it's okay. The same thing happened again. How do we attack it from a different angle? How do we attack this habit from a different angle? How do we, how do we deal with these hangups? Um, because again, it's it's not people. People know they should be walking. People know cigarettes yeah. are bad. People know yeah. they should eat broccoli, and yet they're still doing it. Yeah. Um, so there's there's that part of it. I think another part that kind of came home to me at the uh, the summit when we were when you were filming the live a larger life um, episode, you were talking about how like for the games and for CrossFit training, like you yourself would do your own like um, you know extra pre workout training and post workout training. And it it was a good point, and it made me think. What if within human nature there is a spectrum of people with various motivations, right? You know what I mean? Like I I think any of us have to admit with regard to different endeavors in life, there are some people who are more drawn to, you know, health and fitness, and there are others who are not. And obviously there's a spectrum where it becomes nefarious, but like, what do we do for the people who don't have that type of motivation? And, you know, maybe some of them doesn't matter whether they have a coach or not. They're not going to get it no matter what. And okay, well, we did the best we could. But there are some who were, it's like, they're not quite at that, like fitness and health is my life, but they need some aspect of it to like play with their grandkids and they're just not getting it done. They're not walking and no one's going up to them being like, Hey, did you realize you need a coach? Yeah. But they're like, Hey, I, I, I want one and it, it would, it would help my life. Yeah. Is that serious? Uh, I, no. I personally don't think so.
0: I don't think so either. Yeah. I don't think so either. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Again, it, again, it brings us back to those same questions of the, uh, well, how, how do you, how do you nudge or move or like, or shake? And where does the coach if ever are involved in that? And those are good questions to ask, you know, there's, yeah, they're, they're, uh, yeah, they're good questions.
1: Yeah, and, and one other one just to mention that we can maybe discuss at a different time, but just something that I've been pondering related to the, like again, and th- this is all because like, you know, you, you made a number of really excellent points that really challenged me to think like, what if we did have everyone who was going, you know, let's say tomorrow, everyone's going through and they're, you know, from zero to 18, physical education, learning about nourishment. I think that's something to strive for and something good, but I do wonder, you know, you know how much calculus I learned? You know know how much Spanish I learned growing up? But, you know, couldn't hold a conversation now. I do think that- But that that
0: proves my point in terms of how simple it is of what actually needs to be taught.
1: True, true. But I think on the flip side, it also shows that even if you're exposed to it at an early age, and sometimes if you're forced to do it, especially in the context of school, you might reject or rebel against it. And then in later adulthood, it may be necessary, like, what if you didn't like this stuff when you're in school age? Like there still could be adult coaches, not because uh, you didn't learn it when you were a kid, but because either you rebelled against it or your parents told you to do it and you hated it or you learned it and you, do you know what I mean? Like oh, for we, sure. But then that, 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 that that this like
0: nebulous idea of enjoyment of, you know, cause I would agree with you, you know, the current crop of individuals or the generations that are producing children. Yeah, a ton of them are going to have DNA code that says, You know, if your teacher says push-ups immediately run to a math book or something, you know, like I agree with that. So yeah, that does that does make it difficult. I agree, but yeah, I mean, because I could come up with numerous ways, right? As a Rolodex ideas in my head, it made things enjoyable for people. And then after I was like, wasn't that a good physical expression session? They're like, Oh, I did physical expression. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like it 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 uh it's a hard, it's hard for me to make the steps to connect to how that could be unenjoyable if it's like just embedded as a natural process for a young human to go through daily i I, you know it's maybe uh, and i I get your
1: point to be super clear like i i don't disagree that this is an ideal to strive towards that it isn't something we should oh yeah no i'm just saying that
0: no you're bringing up one of the realistic issues of the implementation of what what looks like a good idea. I understand that, right? But I would say we'd have to then get into the weeds like I do on my other podcast with uh, Daniel on, well, what does that actual program look like in the in the seats, right? And inside of it, which I will not spend time on today because it's it's lengthy, there's a way you're going about doing that for young minds, taking into biology, psychology, sociology, the current times, 2022, etc. cetera. There is a way of doing that. Um, in which, back to my point of what the what a quote, "quote unquote" great outcomes are, no one leaves the experience, right? No one leaves the zero to eighteen experience without being tested on it and 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 liking it. And I know how hard it is for for people to be like, oh, there's no way. I mean, it's natural humans. I, I that's a great point. So I'm just repeating, yes. That's a great point you make. I, I agree with that, but I do have a lot more energy and text and voice that has gone into creating a, you know, a, uh, a more enjoyable embedded knowledge for that zero to 18. And I should say it's theoretical, you know, like it, it's taken place in in three kids out of 10 million, but hey, got going to start somewhere.
1: Everything starts somewhere. No, I, yeah, no, I think that's, and that's a, a fantastic point. And I, I think overall we, on this general point we agree on a whole lot more than we disagree on, but yeah, it just, uh, it was something that really forced me to think. And yeah, thank you. Thank you again for it. And uh, just, it brought a lot more clarity, like what is the use for the coach and what are they trying to do and what's the necessity for it? And uh, yeah, it's an excellent yeah. point.
0: Well, I mean, you know, something that should be uh let's call it, an application of that particular program in a school system uh, should be exactly what we're participating in right now, just to rehash the loss of philosophical debate and philosophy as a practice uh, for young minds and how that's gone away, you know, in, in, and that that I would argue probably should be right next to it. So, to, you know, to <laughs> to reduce it down, it, you know that physical expression experience will not come without philosophy embedded inside of that program right yeah so like what's happening yeah. at some colleges today they do their philosophy classes inside of weight rooms and they're combining yeah hillsdale college i know is one of them and the book happiness in action made mention of that in their uh in his personal connections to it happening sometimes in philosophy so um, I mean, you and I could probably write a four-year program that had those two connectors of that physical expression experience and all the stuff that could be connected to, uh, without having to wear, you know, olive oil and little little green uh, things covering our penis, you know, in 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 the in the classroom setting.
1: That would be so cool, and uh, <laughs> we we should definitely be covered in olive oil. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> little green things to uh yeah and that 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 will that will sell you climbing
0: ropes just to give more more pictures that people can put in their heads
1: yeah but i mean yeah i mean fitness and philosophy and you know at least uh i mean fitness has obviously been disregarded in a lot of schools but at least there's still pe like most people don't get philosophy until like college uh so yeah i I totally agree with you
0: yeah there there isn't pe though
1: well there's there's recent there's there's, there's no philosophy in, in, yeah, true.
0: No, if you're comparing it by all means. Yeah.
1: uh, But yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with the connection and I think, uh, yeah, because it gets people to think about, you know, again, these philosophical questions, what is our nature? If we are fundamentally biological in nature, or at least if a huge part of us is biological, we have certain biological needs and the biological needs go back to health and fitness. And then they tie into like mental performance and, flourishing and all these different things
0: yeah yeah and just a shout out to uh hannah's recent teacher in uh literature she is definitely uh involving um philosophical conversations and reviews in their practice of socratics and the books that they read and also like i just saw looking over hannah's shoulder she had to do a presentation on uh, Locke, Rousseau, Montesquieu, um, it, on you know perspectives and ideas and and you know what they came up with and et cetera. So it is indirectly connected in 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 short order a very small amount, but it's it's there. Um, of course, I'm also seeing this now because it's a it's been a an increasing love of mine over the past decade. Let's say um that i i missed in my formative years um so anyways just want to make yeah. sure that it's a very small amount but it's it's hidden right it's hidden inside of something else you know so
1: yeah no I, I totally agree with that i uh my probably one of my favorite courses besides science growing up was usually english and literature because that's where you would get the you know faulkner and Joyce and you get you know philosophy and stuff like that with inside yes. it, 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 indirectly tangentially
0: yeah but, uh, but you uh, this know, this uh this teacher has a has an oomph for that, which I'm I'm impressed with.
1: It's very cool. Yeah. Um. Any final thoughts on human nature and fitness? wrap up. I mean, gosh, there's. Yeah, a- I kind of feel.
0: Yeah, I kind. Yeah, it's the gosh moment. Is it's, it's like agree. there's so much, but like all previous times, you know, we, uh, I've learned. I learned a lot, even with what we touched upon there. You know, we're we're never we're never hesitant to 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 a breach a really monstrous topic, and know that it's going to splinter off into some more things. So yeah, to indirectly answer the question you never asked. um, uh, Well, you did ask, but uh, no, man, it's so yes, we could go on for hours, honestly. Um, I don't think I have enough caffeine or amino acids to to, to capture it. But that does say that does tell you something there that uh, my brain is happy, though, today and, and content because I'm, I'm stretched a little bit on, again, uh, a change in language, uh, a different way to approach the continuum on what we discussed of independence and dependence, um, as well as your stamp, continued stamp of saying, well, it's a in a different way now today. It's a it's a human nature like human nature has brought us to these things. So what how do we deal with that? So uh yeah I'm I'm impressed actually that we dug into it and actually got got that far
1: no I, I really love the conversation and yeah I'd, uh I'm not sure if you're aware, but a uh, Amazon drone is gonna be shooting a sniper rifle through your I'm aware window of uh it's gonna be it's gonna be liver King stack to help you overcome the biology of exhaustion
0: yeah I'm aware I'll always prepare for these things I'm ahead of you I' always prepare for these things you don't know the the system that I've set up here. Uh,
1: but yeah, no, I, I love the, uh, I mean, again, the, uh, you know, the gauntlet being thrown down in uh, episode four and just something, something I've perpetually thought about repeatedly and, you know, I've talked with Brandon about and just made me think more deeply about it. And, uh, you know, I, again, I, I, I love that type of stuff. Cause it's, it's not enough, you know, with philosophy, we talk about this a lot. Like, it's not enough to just be like, well, no, you know, I, I don't agree. Like you, you gotta, like if someone throws down the gauntlet and poses a challenge, like you better damn well come up with like reasons mm-hmm. for like why it is you disagree and why you, why you think differently. So, you know, many of your thoughts and ideas have forced me to think like, why do I think that? And why, why did I, uh, or why, why do I believe that? And, you know, is there sufficient justification? And then like you said, the, uh, yeah, that, that question just keeps haunting me the, um, it is our own human nature that brought about DoorDash, Netflix, couches, recliners, all the rest of this stuff. And yet it goes against our very biological human nature. And short of there being a catastrophic civilization level event, we aren't going back. So like what do we, what do we do with that biologically now? Like how do we how do we move forward when everything is pulling? Mm-hmm. You know, don't do anything, order something off your phone direction, but our biology demands differently.
0: So. Yep, And that's, yeah, it gives me, it gives me hope for uh, changing our language too. Cause the third pillar of what we discuss beyond eat real food and move every day is learn and adapt. Right. So that, but that has to be opened up because I agree with you said the same way, but in a different way, uh, just based upon, you know, my lens is that, yeah, we're, we we that's the worst thing about us as humans right we we adapt really well um and inside of that though i'm not in agreement with the concept that well you know uh you life is hard or you got to make life hard because not it's it's not entirely true because we we've created a whole bunch of things that has made it easier Right. So it's that it's, it's the, in between, it's the middle of that being like, okay, well, if we, if, if it's actually easy to my point, you know, in my lens of, we don't need to move uh, yet, yet we're capable of moving. <laughs> where, where do we sit now? You know, right. where, where are we going to sit on that? So that uh, that's why it always, uh, it's always, always great conversation. uh, If you know what I'm saying in terms of like the, no, man, you know, just by you saying, well, life is hard and you got to create struggle. You know, I still don't think that's going to be a good answer. I don't think, I don't know if that's going to be a good answer. Cause I call that an unnatural therapeutic, right? You're coming up with a way. Um, but instead I like going about it, you know, the way that you are from the philosophical stance of just saying, well, I'm just asking the question, well, what do we do with that? And yeah, that's where I come in. Meaning I come in as, as person, um, steeped in that physical expression as well as teaching others about it and teaching other coaches about it uh, that it's like yeah that's a tough question to ask you know but oh, yeah to, 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 but to, to, uh, maybe to think about this too is that um you know at, at, the, at the point in my career you could see why I could ask that question now too right? Um, and I'm I'm always like throat clearing as I say it to be like, listen, you know, CCP is still going to be there tomorrow when you open up com right? Um, no, but I mean, maybe, maybe another time we do need to ask that particular question. I'm not sure if it would go under a subheading anywhere, but uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe it's in another profession. Is there anyone asking that question in another profession? You know what I'm saying? Because where you and just, for example, you and Brandon sit, you know, you're, you're the greatest persons to offer retorts back to that point that I make, but it's also very easy for me to make those statements because I'm not actually in the trenches with humans discussing those things. Does that make sense of that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Just on the point of like the, where that question came from and, and, uh, you know, just want to bring up transparency on motives, right? The,
1: oh yeah, and I, and, and I
0: want it all to move forward, right? It's not like I want to just take 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 the no. whole thing down that I regret from all the twenty five years of experience of changing thousands of people's minds, you know.
1: Uh, no, and and completely agreed with us, you know, making a living here, you know. There there is a motive in in that direction, and we need to be able to uh, acknowledge it and say that we're you know in this business. And does that? influence things and yeah no i I totally agree and um you know to your point about um the environment once offered significant challenges that were the crucible that our instincts were forged in but now that environment is gone and now the question is exactly like you said well do we need to do seal fit every day you know three-hour log carries and you know jocko willink and you know smack yourself in the face uh, where we're artificially trying to create that, or like, what, 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 what's, what's the middle ground now that we like exist here? Mm-hmm. Like, we've got to physically express somehow. Yeah. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't have a need to like go wrestle a deer yeah. to get my. Like, yeah. How, how, how do we exist in this space?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I'll leave people with my point that I made to just contemplate that idea of act the part start start there I think on your road to trying to answer what you just asked there just act the part so uh, just just do it because you can and because it's for you and then see what comes from that right. right and then you may you may feel a little bit better about it or it may also see that you're doing it you know you're doing seal fit for the wrong reasons or etc but yeah um, anyways it's good continuing uh challenge
1: agreed yeah Really enjoyed that discussion. Thank
0: you. Yeah, James. and I do think. Uh, would you agree that we probably do have a little bit more there that we can open up and extend for another a part two further down the road?
1: Yeah, I was yep. I was thinking this probably as a as a two parter. So yeah.
0: Okay. Good. Because the uh, fitness collective one is uh is big, right? You only had a couple points there, but <laughs> I mean, OPEX North Korea is at least eight hundred words, right? Oh, yeah. And, I, and I... the analogy of it right? That there's a lot in there. I agree. Yeah. I, yeah. I think definitely a two-parter. Okay. Super. Thanks a lot. Thank you.